0: Chris Medina, what's going on, my friend? Not much, how are you? Would you cut your hair? Yeah, of course you're gonna notice that. <laughs> it looks good, man. Thank you. <laughs> so Chris, I gotta make you laugh. I've been doing this podcast as a hobby for like eight years now, and I've interviewed different celebrities, athletes, authors, astronauts, fascinating people like yourself, and never once has my mom ever asked me to get a guest. So around two weeks ago, I'm on the train, and my mom wrote to me, you wanna impress me? Get me Chris Medina on your podcast. So I said, done. We hang up Chris and I Google and it comes up American Idol singer Chris Medina from Norway. So I said, all right. I don't know why she wants to have a Norwegian American Idol singer on, but it is what it is. So then I text her and she goes, no, no, the psychic. So thank God I wrote to her because if not, this conversation would have been about J-Lo and Simon (laughs) Cavill. So thank God. So I appreciate well, you coming you. on, thank my friend. Thank you so
1: much, Mom, for the recommendation. I appreciate it. Thank you.
0: You're oh, welcome. <laughs> Chris, where do you call me from? Uh, Los Angeles, L.A. So, Chris, I'm an insane traveler, 70 countries. I've never been out to L.A. So if I come out to L.A., give me one or two food spots I need to eat at.
1: Oh, man. I can't. I mean – I'm not going to lie. I mean, we're not known for our, I mean, we'd like to be known for our food, but you're a foodie. You're from, you're from New York. So, I mean, I'm not even going to try that one. I'm going to, I'd rather cook you something than take you
0: somewhere. What's the Chris Medina food special? So if I come to your house with my mom, what are you going to cook for me? to impress me. I'm gonna cook you some Mexican food. I'll make some. I'll make some fajitas. I'll throw in some. But again, like I said,
1: I gotta be careful with you guys because you guys know what you're talking about. You guys know what you want to eat, so I'm not even gonna try to attempt my version of Italian cooking. It's just not gonna work. Yeah.
0: Chris, your path to where you are today, from where you came from, it's a hell of a journey. It's really unique. Your father was an Apache Indian, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. And did you grow up in California also? I grew up in California. Yep. Now, back then, like now, there's, very, there's a big emphasis on anti-bullying and bullying is wrong and people are vocal about it. Being an Apache Indian out in California, were you in a group of Apache Indians or were you quote unquote different, like a different kid? No, my dad, my dad is Apache Indian. My mom is Mexican and Spanish. So I'm kind of
1: like that half-breed hybrid mix. Okay. Um, all I was known for was that my, the color of my skin was different than everybody else's. So I got called every name under the book.
0: They didn't even know what to put me as under. So, yeah. (laughs) Did, Did you have a normal childhood? Forget about the bullying part. Have a normal childhood being half Apache Indian or was it a little different?
1: Um. I had a normal childhood. I mean, I, like I said, I, I'm careful on what I say about the Native American community because it is, so, um, it is so diverse and there's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes that kind of like uh, force us to take a step back or really not live in our truth because of the things that we're brought up with. So like from, from my family, I'm just speaking honestly and upfront, there would be, you know, there's addiction issues. Mm-hmm. There's trouble. there's I, I manage, I tell people out of all the shit talking that I've done in my life, in the lives that I lived, I am proud to say that I've never ever been arrested my in my, not one time in my whole life. That's impressive.
0: And that's a huge accomplishment for somebody in my family. So, mm-hmm. so mine too, Chris, so don't worry. Join the club. <laughs> so so couple the fact that you had a different skin than everyone else and the fact that you had this powerful gift, Uh, Did you think other kids had the same gift as you, or did you know you were different early on? I know I was different
1: early on. I always tell people this. Like, I I have my parents. I have my mom and I have my dad. They were going – I mean they were young parents. They – my dad, he knows – it's not, not a surprise he was in and out of jail. A good majority of my childhood, my mother was a single mother, always working, not getting home till eight o'clock at night. Responsibilities fell on me. But my guides, here's where I, here's where I like to think that I'm different, and it's not, it's not a cop out. But my guides were my parents. They were the ones that were teaching me right from wrong here. Like whenever my mother would come in in a bad mood, or she would, you know, take something out on me, my guides would say, well, this is what she's going through, and showing me those lessons, or this is why your father is the way that he is. And then doing that at school, it was completely different because I can't speak to the kids or the teachers the way that I would speak to my parents. So that was difficult,
0: you know. Now, knowing you had this gift early on, uh, kids are very, you know, you don't want to come out and say, hey, mom, I think I might have saw the boogeyman in my closet or I saw something in the sky. Were you confident enough at a young age, maybe from the guides to tell your parents and family, like, hey, I have this gift. Did, like, were yeah. you confident enough to say it?
1: Yeah, especially the medium side of it. But then again, like I said, I grew up watching scary movies. My parents, Freddy Krueger was huge. I mean, I was a huge Freddy Krueger fan, Jason, Michael Myers and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And my mother would, you know, like every parent would contribute that. No, you're you're imagining these things. I'm going to take away all your scary movies. And then the psychic stuff started really coming into play to where I would tell her, no, I had a dream. And it was funny. And I know I'm such a dork for saying this, but (laughs) I joined the Freddy Krueger fan club at the age of like eight or nine years old. And I had this dream that Freddy came to me in a beat up old brown Mercedes. And he was this was like like in Chicago or something, because there was like a train going above us. And uh, he had said, don't worry about your package. It's going to be in the mail there tomorrow. So I immediately got up and went and told my mom, I had this crazy dream that Freddie came to me and told me that I was going to get my stuff in the mail today. And she said, oh, whatever. It came in the mail that day. And then it started getting into, I have a, I have a feeling someone's going to contact you, or I get this feeling, blah, blah,
0: blah. So that was easier for her to digest than the medium stuff. And, and you were fine telling her, like, hey, ma, this is what's going to happen. After stuff started happening, you probably got more confident, right? Yeah, for sure. Yep. And Chris, I, I read in articles, I read a couple of articles about you, and you were like four Or maybe five years old, not giving readings, and if I'm wrong with that, I'm sorry, but you were telling people, not your mom, like other people, and people were coming to you at such a young age, right? Oh, yeah. My dad –
1: there's another thing, and and I'm I'm telling this to, to an officer, so forgive me, but my dad was heavy into smoking weed you know, grew it, you know, d- did all that stuff there and would have his friends come over. And they. Would, I remember they, they would uh, smoke in a specific room. And my dad would get a kick out of them asking me questions and then me answering them. So I remember I made this guy cry. And I was like, oh, my God, I thought I was going to get in trouble. And my dad was like, no, you just told him what he needed to hear. My dad loved that stuff. So even when we're driving, tell me about this person. What do you think about this? And, you know, he really, really, um, he was very instrumental at the very beginning of my life as far as like
0: teaching me you know or 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 telling me it's okay when uh even at this age when i go into the bathroom i move this shower curtain it's just a habit to see if anyone's in there kids at a young age are scared of stuff knowing and seeing these things at a young age were you ever scared of this oh yeah the, the medium stuff, again, the psychic stuff I can handle all day
1: long, that never shuts off. The medium stuff is what gets to me. The spirits, the ghosts, the, the voices that you hear, people coming in out of nowhere. Um, I remember um, hearing the shuffling of the carpet at a very young age. I used to sneak into my sister's room, sister's room to sleep with her because I'd be so scared. My mom would be like, we're going to take this away from you if it doesn't stop. But getting that feeling, I used to say it was my hackles that would go up. I would be I would pick up on the presence. That was the worst
0: part. And there's nothing you can do about it. How do you uh, compre- Like, how do you deal with that? How do you compress all that? Deal with it at such a young age. Like, how can you possibly comprehend all this stuff going on at nine years old? My guides, I'm telling you, they would sit me down and say, "You need to sit through this.
1: Don't get up. Don't talk to it. Don't ask it any questions." But you, you, it's almost like if you get up and do this, it's gonna, it's gonna show that you're afraid. Don't give into it. So I had to sit there and go through that and and, and feel
0: what I was feeling during that time at a very young age. One more thing about a young age. Were were you sick that you were in a bubble for a while? Did I read that or did did I hear that on a podcast with you? What
1: happened? I I suffered from asthma um, as a baby. And back then, I mean, now they have treatments, you know, you go in, there, get you get a breathing treatment. This uh, back when I was younger, there was plastic bubbles like this big oxygen tank that they would throw me in there. I would literally stay there overnight. And I thought I was going to die at that time. I told my guides, I was like, it's OK, because I could hear them talking to me, telling me that you're going to be OK. Everything's going to be fine. And I was like, I'm tired. I, I, I'm I, OK. I'm not afraid to die. And they said, no, you you got things that you need to be doing here. We're going to let you know. And that didn't happen until 2014.
0: So so, so l- let's fill that in because you conquered this stuff growing up in the bubble, sick, dealing with everything, dealing with your father, dealing with this. And yet you harbored this special gift and went to insurance. That seems like if you're a great athlete in eighth grade high school, you go into the NBA. If you're a great golfer, you go, why would you harbor this and go work like a normal job, like a normal person instead of taking the path to being where you are now? I had to see the lessons for what they
1: were. I had to get myself you have to understand I have kids too. I have two kids I have a twenty two year old and a twenty one year old so I started off very early and I left home at the age of like fifteen years old, so I didn't even graduate from high school, and my mother's mentality was, okay, if you're not going to go to school, then you're gonna get a job. so mm-hmm. I started working right away and and you know getting in getting involved in that and I also again, I feel bad for saying this, but I also got involved in things that were lessons for me um I'm not gloating about this but you know you you get involved I I started off uh, I'm older so phone sex was huge mm-hmm. in my in my day I mean it wasn't like it is now digital and everything on the internet so I got I got my first introduction into that type of work and met a lot of different people and also what what fascinated me about that was the ability that these that these sex workers or people in the industry had to disconnect because i found myself like if i can learn how they can disconnect from doing something like that then it has to work for me in the psychic realm as well too so i got a lot of lessons and and, and picked up a lot of different things and a lot of uh, you know I, I, you know drugs played you know drugs and you know I, I know it's you know i'm just gonna put it out there men having to deal with men in relationships, you know, um, uh, growing up, seeing what I saw as far as like, again, we'll throw in the Native American side, the 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 emotional, physical and drug abuse. And then me, you know, taking what I can get or having to, you know, having to uh, understand that on my own.
0: So. and And then when the moment 20 years in the insurance business and then your guides came, OK, it's time you basically you, you did your penance? You did what you had to. do, Now you going to go into what you need to do, and that became the psychic life. And just like that? Yeah. I um. It's funny. Uh, it started out actually in 2011. I shit you not. I forgot
1: how to sign my name on these letters that I was sending out to the insurance company. <laughs> I was. I could. I could not get my signature right. And my guide said Th- that that's because who you are now, this person that you're, that's sitting behind this desk, is getting ready to die. This is not, this is, this wow. stuff, there's a change there. And then I, I moved to Oregon to go help my family out with the company that they were, that they were running, um, you know, family and money don't mix. There was a huge blowout there. And then 2014 came and my guides were like, remember what we told you sitting in that bubble? It's time. And I was like, what do you mean? Like the psychic stuff? And they were like, yeah. And I was like, how am I going to do this? I mean, I live in the real world. I, mm-hmm. I'm a tourist. I love money. I love my my my, my clothes and my food. How am I going to sustain this lifestyle that I have? Plus two kids on a psychic salary. And who's going to believe me? Yeah. And then my my best friend, Jay, who um, has been with me for 15 years, was like, what do you need me to do? And I was like – and he was working the same thing that I did. So we're completely out out of water. I was like, just reach out to anybody that wants a psychic. Hit up every celebrity. And the very first thing that he
0: booked was Comic-Con and just never looked back. And and let me go there because I know you're – you say you want to be the Howard Stern of psychics. You want to be in this genre. You started hustling. How did you get booked at Comic-Con? Because that's not like, hey, I'm in a street fair here in Queens. That's – Comic-Con is – that's the World Series of, of the shit. So how did you go from insurance to I want to be a psychic, Jay, get me in Comic-Con? Like I'm missing the part. Jay is a, Jay is
1: a huge comic book nerd. So oh, he okay. was like, well, what are these comic books all about? They're about psychics. Why, would it, why wouldn't we have a, a real-life Doctor Strange or Professor X at an event? So that's, that's how it went. And I, I, I actually – I mean one of my very first guests who I thought I got in trouble with was Lou Ferrigno. He sent his security guards to come and get me. They were like, okay. Mr. Ferrigno wants to see you. And I was like, what did I do? Yeah. And these three big-ass guys take me over there, and, I, and I'm meeting him. The, the nicest guy ever. The nicest guy ever. And now, Yeah, I gave him a reading. I, was, I gave him a reading every day that I was there. I worked that event for three days. I saw him every single
0: day. Chris, when I have athletes on, I always ask them, When's the moment? When's the moment in the, in football, in baseball, basketball, when you knew you belonged? Same thing with you. Not just with the Hollywood crowd. When did you know you belonged? Now, in your mind, you always knew because you knew you had this gift. But when did you know? Okay, I'm with the heavyweights. I can hang with these people. In your genre. Geez, I I question whether or not I feel that way right now yet. Does that wow. make sense? Like
1: I like I've accomplished so much, but at the same time, I feel like. I'm still cleaning up, and, and this is, I'm going to say this in the most respectful way, I'm still cleaning up the messes of the people that were there before me. So I still got some work to do, but I, I, I like to look at it, again, as, as all these accomplishments, doing E!, doing, you know, Hollywood Today Live, doing your podcast, and, you know, and, and getting, getting myself a little bit more, for every, 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 every
0: step is a milestone for me are you enjoying the ride because a lot of these famous people they don't enjoy the ride till it's too late are you enjoying yourself do you have pinch yourself and say are you not enjoying it every minute every minute of it i love, I love every minute of it. even the hard stuff even the hard
1: stuff because that molds me that that i want to know what i'm doing wrong i want to mess up on purpose so i can learn
0: that lesson yeah but you'll never make that mistake again yeah exactly Exactly. What what makes you stand out from others because I've seen you on a couple podcasts, I've seen interviews with you. You're so zen like it's like two dudes sitting at a bar when you when you're with somebody. And then you get these other psychics or mediums who are so boisterous and they're out there, they're loud, they're I guess obnoxious. What makes your vibe stand out and why do you do it so like zen like?
1: Because I feel like I feel like it's expected to go down this this path of again like this uh, no disrespect to the to true love and lightheads but to go down this path of too much positivity I think that I think that what that does is it is it it, it allows that person to stay either in the victim mode mentality or, or the kind of person that's like th- that, that disregards negativity, which, which goes in there half-assed. So I want to bring the truth. I want to tell you, again, I always tell my clients, I'm not telling you anything that you don't already know. What makes it psychic is that I, this is the first time I'm talking to you, but you knew all this. You, you, knew, you knew what your problem was. I'm just bringing it out and telling you this is what's in your way. Let's get it out of the way. How much more better at night would you sleep if we got this one problem out of the way? Then we could focus on everything else. So I'm, I'm, I'm very much wanting to be direct in telling them, how can you have, here's, here's, here's you'll respect this. How can, let's say you have somebody else that wants to do what you're doing, but Mike is very ambitious. Mike has what it takes. He's determined to get himself there. He does not take no for an answer. But then you have your friend Nick next to you that's lazy, that doesn't want to do it, but he wants to be where Mike is at. What makes him think that he's going to get a seat at the table before
0: Mike, after Mike's doing all this work? I'm very much telling you, get off your ass. Let's go do this. Well, I'm glad you brought up positivity and negativity. If you're giving a reading to someone, and I'm asking this as a quote-unquote fan of yours, are you ever like, oh, shit, I, I have to tell them this is pretty negative? Do, do you ever hold back, or do you tell them, hey, this is straight up what's going on? At the beginning of everything, I did hold
1: back a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm not saying this for ego or for pride, but I've... I've broken up more relationships now that I'm speaking a little bit more directly than I care to but it's what's ne- it's what needs to be done and I, my lawyer is very much kind of like she's a Virgo and she's like they are paying you to tell them what 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 you know give it to them don't hold back and I I appreciate that but not everybody is the same way so I still kind of have some wherewithal to not pushing it but but tailor the reading specifically for that person and get the point across nonetheless.
0: Chris, one thirty in the morning, if I'm bored, I pull out a book, maybe I pull out my iPad and I watch YouTube compilations of missing persons and unsolved mysteries and I wanna solve them. A guy like you and I, I again I read one article on you, you said you don't sleep. You go to sleep so late 1 30 in the morning, what's Chris Medina reading or what are you watching on YouTube? Please don't tell me any of this unsolved mystery stuff. You just said it. I, I'm watching unsolved mystery, forensic files, autopsy, <laughs> missing. And that's where, that,
1: that's where it gets crazy because one of, the, one of the times I was watching unsolved mysteries, this guy came to me and was like, and again, I know this is going to sound so um, a matter of fact, but he was like, can you help me? I've been missing for two years in Peru. My family's looking for me. I'm obviously I've obviously passed on, but can you deliver this message? That's me. That's what happens when I watch those. Or again, there was yeah, it, it, it it's it, it it it's fun, but then again, like I said, I start I start going down that rabbit hole, start investigating things, start thinking about what was going
0: on at that time. Can you turn it off ever? Can you ever like, dude, not now? Leave me alone. I'm having a horrendous day. Leave, just get out. Can you ever turn it off? The medium side, yes, but the psychic stuff, no. So what? So it can just come to you whenever – like, and you don't want it, I bet you, 90 percent of the time, and it's still coming to you. It, it, how do you deal with that? Isn't it overwhelming? It's
1: overwhelming. but I, Again, I've been it, – it, 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 when I say it's an unfair question to ask, it's because I don't know any better. I don't know what it would be like. Somebody asked me, like, what would happen if it, it, your ability just
0: stopped? Well, what if I ripped your arm off of your body? How would – you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what it would be like. Well, let, let's pause the psychic comedian stuff and talk about your other career podcast in your head podcast host where that idea come from and how you enjoy doing it the idea came from the the psychic side of the stuff i, I was
1: like i want i want to give um i kind of want to be cheeky with this let's do in your head and um it was fun at the very beginning i, I don't know how i did it um people were, were praising me telling me god you're, you're so good on these solo episodes and then all of a sudden i just lost it i was like i can't sit here and talk like 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 I need somebody to bounce back with me, Mm -hmm. and so I have I throw Jay on there. But the the whole the whole reason for that podcast was one I didn't want to be um I don't want to be tied to just being a psychic, and having to live the life of a guru. And I wanted the reason why I talk so much shit about myself and I bring my past into into what I do is because I never want anybody to mistake me as somebody that's holy. I get people that reach out that that will literally like do this to me or or tell me, oh, my God, what, what, what an honor it is to be in your presence. And, and I don't want that. I, I don't want to be looked at that way. I'm not your guru. I'm not. I, I don't want you to follow me. I just want
0: to say the things that are going to get you motivated. That's it. And is that difficult to do? Like, it's is difficult. it difficult? Because like people come up to you like the same way. I'm going to bring it back to athletes. Oh, my God, you're my hero. You're this. It's like, dude, I just play baseball. So how, how do you deal? Like you're a regular dude. You work insurance. You grew up in California. How do you deal? i have to with that kind of stuff i mean like like i don't want to come across and just
1: shoot them down i'll I'll accept i'll accept the compliments but i also want to i also want to turn it around on them and make them you know make them feel special or kind of focus redirect the attention on them you know what i'm saying like so i i keeping it real and, and telling people again straight up things here that way nobody can ever say we didn't know that you were that you were like that that's the purpose of in your head is to speak my truth and what it's like to live my life on a daily basis
0: You've been in the industry for seven or eight years now. What's changed the most in the last seven years from when you first started to now? I think that, uh, forgive me for saying this, but I think that we're regressing as a society. I think that
1: we're, we're, we're starting to get to the point to where we're playing it too safe, and all the people that came before, even before you and I, the people that, that, that brought everything to mainstream, people that, that you know evolved the, the world into what it is and had a part in shaping it into a more diverse, I feel like we're regressing and going backwards.
0: Where do you see it going years from now? You're in the industry itself now, where do you see it in five to ten years from now? Is it going to be in a good place, a better place? In a, in a definite – in a better place for sure. I always tell people that um, the universe,
1: whatever it is that you want to call it, that has not dealt the full deck of cards down yet. There's a lot of shuffling and a lot of things that are changing on behind the scenes that everybody that was once in a position of power is either going to not be there either for death or you know they fall off or whatever the case may be. Those are open positions choose your spot wisely because you're going to have that time that's what that's where i feel like things are going and i also feel in some way shape or form people are always talking about this coming to the aquarian age honestly we're not going to be here when that happens you me every it's going to be hundreds of years from now but i do believe that within the next three to four years there is going to be somewhat of a mini revolution that changes things you're going to see advancements in technology you're going to see people uh speaking their truth but in, in, in a very uh, in,
0: in very different ways. When the pandemic hit, Chris, everyone thought, of, of course, uh, waitresses and bartenders and people of service. I'm like, oh, I, I'm worried about the concession stand workers at the sporting events and tattoo artists for some reason. I'm like, oh, that sucks for them. Never once thought of a psychic or a medium. And, and then, you know, so my grandfather and father passed away two years ago, and my mom wanted to get a psychic to come in. And I'm like, oh, my God, they might have got hit harder than anyone. And yet I was reading articles, the New York Post, the New York Times. The industry probably did really well during the pandemic. What, how was that? And why was that?
1: I'm busy for the next three years due to the pandemic. I'm telling you, people people are looking for hope. They're, look, they're looking for guidance. They're looking for somebody to uh, slap them back into reality, in, in, so to speak. So I didn't suffer. I mean, I, I, I hope that doesn't sound bad, but I actually, yeah, it, it, it was probably one of the best things that happened to me, not only for business, but also for me to get that clarity. It, it kind of forced everybody to pause and take a look at themselves if you use that energy and used what it, you used what it was meant for
0: because yeah, you're very big on energy you have a lot of positive energy you have you give off good vibes and stuff and now with the when you're giving readings don't you want to be in the same room as them because i know everything was oh, we'll do a virtual reading and me being very naive i'm like come on virtual reading because i'm thinking okay i need to be across from the dude so i need to be in the room with chris with my mom trying to you know get the spirits of my dad but virtually you can still do the same thing i know you're okay with doing virtually
1: i can do yeah i actually prefer it
0: I actually why, why is
1: that i was curious about that sometimes when uh i do readings in person it could be a lot i can i i suffer from migraines so that's one of the tricks that my guys will do if i'm not supposed to talk to somebody i'll get a really bad migraine to where that they're like, you're, they just say what you need to say and then get away from them because this is not who you're supposed to be around. So doing this and even like um, what sets me apart from other psychics is I don't need to see you. Just send me a picture of you and anybody that you want insight on and that's all that I need. Even like what the mediums stuff. Mm-hmm. Here's the trick with that. You and I live in the real world. What makes – What? why would your, your dad or your grandfather come and talk to me? They don't know me. Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so like when people are telling me like oh can you make contact with them what do you want me to do you want me to take this to the bewitch days and be like calling dr bombay call it like i can't like i can't so give me a picture and we'll we'll cut all the red tape and i'll tell you exactly what's going on yeah
0: (laughs) a a personal issue on that because you know when someone dies the first thing we're like okay mom let's let's contact someone they tell you to wait a year or two is that true, and, and why is that? Or is that just like one of those things, wait 24 hours to report someone missing? Is it true you should wait a year or two before you contact them? No, not at all.
1: I've, I, you know what? I've had the most, school, the most schooling that I've had from the mediumship that I do is from ghosts. I've had, I've had, they, they've told me, why would I go to you, Chris? And also, too, what, what, what is it that people don't understand? I'm like, what do you mean? They were like, when Chris Medina dies, Chris Medina's gone his bills, his trauma, his pain, everything. Why would we want to come back to that? And
0: I was like, that's right. Like, why would you want to come back? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad you brought up coming back because, Chris, I, one interview you said you mentioned like reincarnation or you came back as someone else or, you know, here's my thing. And, and, and I might sound, this might sound stupid and I don't need a uh, definitive answer by you. I don't want to come back reincarnated. I feel like I'm living a great life. When it's over, I had a great ride. I want to go to whatever the afterlife is. I don't want to come back. Like, do you think you have the choice to come back or not? Absolutely. Uh, sometimes you do. Sometimes you don't. But
1: I'm going to agree with you. And this is not going to lead into a reading. because I, I don't know how you feel about it. But I feel like with you in this lifetime, particularly, you were here. I'm not saying that you didn't have any troubles or any, any anything negative happened to you. But for the most part, it's kind of been flowy in some way so i feel like this is if you if 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 you had if you were to ask me is this my last life i would probably say yes i feel like this is a lifetime that you're enjoying the fruits of your labor and you what what you work so hard to accomplish in the other lives that your energy is even a lot more
0: open does that make sense yeah you made my day and i wasn't asking for a reading but i'm like i always like say my mom gets mad at me my wife does i'm like when this is it like i had a hell of a ride like this is awesome i've Thank you, farewell. But thank you for everything. And I don't want to be like I don't want to come back. I don't want to do anything else. And maybe it's because when I travel, I see so much poverty and see so many wars and stuff. I'm like, oh, I don't want to ever come back anywhere but where I am right now. So it makes a little bit of sense.
1: Yeah, I feel. I, I definitely feel that with you. I feel like again, and there's uh, there's also like a. There, I don't know if your mom. I don't know how your mom is gonna feel about this, but there's also like a boyish type energy attached to you as far as like not immature, but like. Um, oh. But like has the has the excitement of still a young boy, someone that gets excited very easily, even for the simplest things, or loves a good laugh, loves to kind of like um uh, it's funny that it's funny that you're that, that you know what you do in your real life versus what you do now, and in being able to keep that balance together. Does that make sense? Like I feel I, like you're I feel like you're deep, but I also feel like you've also got a sense of humor that kind of that kind of takes away from the deepness. So you'll get it mad or whatever, but like 20 minutes later you'll end up laughing.
0: Chris, I'm going to make you laugh, and this isn't even a joke, and my mom contested that. So her song to me is forever young because I'm 39, and not that I'm immature, but I think – right now, if I got a letter in the mail, I run around the room and I get mad at people who don't get excited. If I buy a new chapstick, I'm like, this is the greatest day of my life. So every little thing in my life is the. – I'm a child. I am nine years old when it comes to stuff. I get excited. That's crazy. And look, what,
1: and look what you're doing when you're going, you're going to explore. It's because you genuinely want to, you know what I'm saying? Like you get excited for these things here. So again, I, I, I'm going to agree with you. I think that, uh, am I the end all be all? No, but I do feel like you, that if you were to leave here, you can honestly say that like you said you had a good life.
0: I have a corny question, and I'm never going to even embarrass you and say, hey, why don't you pick the lotto numbers or what free agents are the Yankees going to get? Are the Yankees going to win the World Series ever again? I'm not going to ask you that. I'll text you that because that's going to be – but um, <laughs> one thing I have a real question with, and uh, my, my wife's into kind of like um, weird things like aliens and UFOs and you know, zombies and stuff. I feel, and her and I spoke about it, that they're not going to come to me. They're going to come to people like you who have contact with stuff. Is that something that's on your peripheral? Or do you ever think about that, like extraterrestrial life? They're going to come to me because I speak to people maybe from their. Is John? It's so weird to say maybe from their galaxy or something. Is that weird? No, it's not
1: weird. I actually believe in it. Um, I don't know. I, I I get a lot of crap for this because it starts to lead down the conspiracy theorist route, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I question everything, but I'm not so far down the rabbit hole that I'm making. You know, I'm making a little making stuff out of nothing. But there was a. Um, conspiracy theorist by the name of William Cooper, who went by Bill Cooper, I don't know if you know who he is. Um, He came to me back in 2009, 2008, never met him before. Very direct, very rude, and very upfront in the visions that he was coming and yelling at me, calling me lazy, saying that I forget everything, that you know, that you know, I, I got to teach you all this stuff before it's too late, blah blah blah. So he brought in aliens. He brought in like what goes on behind these things. If you want to talk politics and government type of things, so I've seen and I've actually witnessed, and I know it sounds crazy, maybe a little bit corny, but I've witnessed aliens in my own life. I've seen them. I've seen them in person right there. There's three different. There's three different.
0: um uh encounters with it do, do you think that in, and i'm not saying hey chris i want the date and the time because i want to go bet on it but do you see maybe now with listen with everyone being with the phones out with the cameras out the military now are even saying hey we kind of saw some things while we're going around do you think soon it's going to come out like hey we, we know for a fact that they're out there and we're going to have communication with them do you see that happening i i do but i see more it how ha- i see it more of it happening in the form of technology
1: In the advancements of technology, like what what what, you know, uh, giving us giving us uh, different ways of doing things. You're going to see within the next five years how crazy of an evolution we have when it comes to technology and what we're using on a daily
0: basis. And, you know, it's funny. Look at it now. I'm like, how can it get even more than that? Like, you know, we think so small, small time, like, oh, how can it get more that we can text someone from from here to Australia? They'll get it in less than a second. How can it be more than that? Exactly, I remember watching, being a kid and watching
1: Inspector Gadget and watching Penny on her on her watch, and we're like, how is that gonna come into play? And
0: look what we're doing, we're doing that now. So yeah, it's gonna get crazy. And you know, it's funny, when it first comes out, I'm like, an Apple Watch, who wants it? My wife has it, now it's the greatest thing ever. I'm like, this is Inspector Gadget shit, it really is. She's on her thing, taking pictures on her phone. It blows yeah. your mind. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Chris, ready to, up with, ready to finish up with three quick hit questions? Yeah, let's do it. Can you read yourself? That's a difficult one. Uh yes and no.
1: I get glimpses of how does this feel? Do you feel like it's a good idea? Do you feel good about this? Yes, and that's all you need to know. And also, people, the biggest thing that I get is how does that work in relationships? Not so well. And I got a good dose of that. My guides were like, We are if we if you are not gonna look at the lesson for what it is and realize that even though it's temporary, there's still something to be learned. We're not gonna tell you anything anymore when it comes to the personal side of things. So now I don't dismiss it. Even if I know I'm gonna get involved in a relationship that's gonna last two months, what are you telling me? What are you here to tell me? That's me,
0: yeah. You and I are at a bar here in New York City. Who's the coolest person in your phone that if you texted them, they would text you back? God, Celebrity or in general? Yeah, I want you to name drop. So you were at a bar here and you're not Chris Medina, the American Idol. So everyone wants to know. Who do you know that you can text? Gosh. Um. I
1: don't know. That's a hard one. There, I don't. I don't want to. I. I don't want to say the wrong one. Um. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say one of my housewife friends. One of my New York housewife friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Hey, what's the, the biggest misconception in with um? You know, medians and psychics. What's the biggest uh, misconceptions of what you guys do? That we're genies that we can make this happen for you. That's when I talk
1: about, again, I'm cleaning up the mess of the ones that came before me. I am not a genie. I'm simply putting the
0: power back in your hands and having you realize this is your responsibility. What does Chris Medina have coming up? The next. I know, you, I know you're booked for the next three years, but what about some personal stuff? Anything good coming up? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually in the process of pitching
1: some shows doing that um, I want a larger audience I, I don't get me wrong I love my individual readings on a daily basis but I, I want to capture a wider larger larger audience at one time and I want to do it in a very Howard Stern unique Chris Medina type of way waking people up it can be entertaining it doesn't need to be this 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 you know chasing ghosts around cemeteries here we have a lot of people suffering from real things real problems let's get to the core of
0: all that. My final question was to you, Would you brought up Howard Stern, obviously being a New York guy, you know, talk radio, Howard Stern is, you know, he invented talk radio, basically, he invented anything good. What do you always mean when you say you want to be the Howard Stern of the industry? What What does that mean? He, he didn't take no for an answer he went down knocking down those doors and when
1: people when people were, were throwing shit about his looks or the way that he carried himself there he didn't get that he, d- he didn't let that get to them he stayed true to who he was even if it went going even if it meant going against the grain and he here's where people i know i'm going too far but he's a comedian and he knows that he's a comedian so he that that's what he's like 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 why can't i say these things and you got not just laugh at it you know what i'm saying That's what I want to do. But I want to be the psychic version of it,
0: I want to tell you straight up, get the point across, and also give you something to look forward to. Well, listen, you're on that way, man. Continued success. Please plug where everyone can find you, follow you, and a whole jazz right there. Yeah, for sure. They can reach out to me at
1: chrismedina.guide. Just sign up for a session, half-hour session, hour session, whatever. Um, if you want to see what I'm doing on a daily basis, see what I'm all about, follow me on social media, at Psychic Chris M. That's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And get ready to see more of me on
0: the bigger screen. Chris, happy Father's Day, first of all. And listen, when you come to New York City, I'm not <clears throat> I'm being serious. Me, my mom, my wife, we're going to take you out for some real food and some oh. good drinks. How does that sound, my friends? I'm ready for that. I am ready for that. I will message you off things, bro. This was a pleasure. Thank you so much, man. I had an absolute blast. I hope this is a little different from a regular podcast that you do.
1: I loved it. Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. And if there's anything I can do for either one of
0: you guys, do not ever hesitate to reach out. My friend, thank you so much. Stay safe out there, brother. You too. Take care. Bye-bye.